makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. It's another edition of the Conquer Local podcast. And this week, we're bringing you CEO and best-selling author at Bootcamp Digital, Krista Naher. Krista is a serial author of uh, six books and counting. Launch Yourself, Personal Branding, the latest work, all the way to her first book, which is the Social Media Field Guide. And I'm looking forward to learning more about how she became such a prolific author and where did all of this great learning come from. Also, you'll be able to find Krista online when you do a little bit of research. She's a global keynote speaker. She's a certified virtual presenter and an expert on many of the top tier social media platforms. She's done work for Fortune 500 businesses like Google and Procter & Gamble, NASA, and even the U.S. Senate. Definitely going to ask some questions around working with politicians. Krista Naher, CEO and best-selling author at Bootcamp Digital, is coming up next on this week's edition of the Conquer Local Podcast. Excited to speak to our next guest here on the Conquer Local Podcast, joining us all the way from Amsterdam. Welcome, Krista Naher, the CEO and best-selling author at Bootcamp Digital. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me today. Krista, in the next few minutes, I would love to understand more about, you know, some of this great content. You are the best-selling author of six different books, and there's there's a lot of great material inside those books. When did you start writing and, you know, what was the uh, what was the inception of you becoming a best-selling author? Yeah. So, you know, to be honest, I never set out to write books or thought it was something I would do. My first book I wrote in, I think, 2010, 2011, and really, I had been doing training in social media. So my company specializes in training, and I started off running these social media workshops, and I made a user guide, and it was like 150 printed pages. (laughs) And a friend of mine was like, why wouldn't you just turn this into a book? And I thought, yeah, why wouldn't I just turn this into a book? So I wrote my first book, Social Media Field Guide, which was just sort of an adaptation of that. And uh, from there, I got a contract to write the first textbook on social media. Then I wrote a book on visual social marketing, right, as images and videos were hot, like when Pinterest and Instagram were new to the scene. And the people at the dummies group, like the people who write the dummies books, uh, they wanted to do a dummies book on visual social marketing. So they actually reached out to me when they saw the book I had written. So then I did a book with them. And then my last book is on... Uh, Well, I have two other books. I wrote um, Digital Marketing That Actually Works and then a book on personal branding called Launch Yourself. And really what my books I I hope have in common is like practical, real things that work. So there's so much hype and garbage messaging out there in the world of digital right now. And what I really try and focus on, and that's why we came up with That Actually Works, is to focus on just like the sustainable things that get you results and get rid of this hypey stuff that doesn't really work in the long run. Well, I find that folks that are looking to learn more in this uh, field that we're in, whether it's around branding or social media, or uh, you know, they're, they're looking for those tactical takeaways. I can read the book and go do something and see a benefit. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think to me, that's really important. But to stay away from these like hacks and tricks, right? So like, you know, it's like, oh, add 20 hashtags and use this tool to find the most popular hashtags and throw those in. Like, you know, if you think about from a user experience, it's horrid. So it's not going to work in the long run, right? So you know, but there's a lot of stuff that's not rocket science that you can be doing that will grow your business right away uh, that will also work in the long run. When uh, we were going through our research of you and your brand, your organization, I saw these amazing logos. Um, you've been training Fortune 500 businesses as well as startups and small businesses, but you've done work for Google, Procter & Gamble, NASA, and even the U.S. Senate. What's the level of digital proficiency inside the U.S. Senate? Well, I mean, you could probably see that if you watch some of the uh, recordings. I'm Canadian, by the way. That's always my like neutralizer on politics in the U.S. Uh, I'm Canadian. So, but, um, you know, what's really interesting, if you step back, I've worked with a lot of politicians over the years. And what's really interesting, again, is like they have these like tactics or ideas but the blocking and tackling of building a good reputation on social media, it's not sexy, but it's the same stuff that worked 10 years ago. And you just got to kind of get it done, be consistent and write great stuff people care about. Well, and it has to be content that people want to read and want to consume. Really, it comes back down to that age old thing of what's the message. Um in the work that you've done on the social media platforms, I'm sure you could give us uh, you could give us a training manual on every platform. But the question that I hear coming up more and more, businesses asking this question of, do I still need to be using Facebook? Um, what, I'd love to understand your feeling on Facebook and where it sits in the ecosystem because it, it is changing. And um, I'm, I'm wondering what, what your answer to that question would be if a business person asked that. Yeah, so in full disclosure, Facebook is a client of ours, but I think my answer will surprise you given that. Like, here's the thing, right? I think social media experts do the world or do marketers the biggest disservice by acting like everyone needs to do everything, right? And there's a sense of urgency. So you could go onto a social media group and say, oh, I'm a llama farmer. Should I be on TikTok? And everyone will say, oh, absolutely. You're missing out. Get on TikTok. Right. So whether it's Facebook or something else, I think the most important thing is choose one channel and maximize it instead of doing everything kind of at a mediocre rate. So like the Instagram influencer who's making millions of bucks on Instagram, they don't care about their Facebook page. They're not worrying about YouTube. The YouTube unboxer doesn't care about their LinkedIn presence. And I think businesses need to adopt that mindset of really optimize one thing and one channel. So, you know, when it comes to Facebook, I think there's an expectation that many businesses have a presence there. Just, you know, if you think a restaurant, for example, you'd expect to be able to find them and find their menus. So you need to be there for those types of things. But organic reach has declined so much that I think unless you have huge resources, and a topic that's really suited to, to Facebook, you're really just not going to see much organic reach. So more and more, we view Facebook as a paid strategy for businesses. And I think that's where you're going to get the results. Um, if you're thinking organic, again, it's an awful lot of work to earn that visibility anymore. And, and that's, I just want to interrogate what you said there. Is that because just the sheer magnitude of everyone that's on there is making it harder to stand out? 
And that's why you have to have a paid strategy? Well, so it's both, right? I mean, Facebook was the first social platform to introduce an algorithm to decide what you saw in your newsfeed. And everyone hated it when it came out. People were like, how do I get recent back? <laughs> but an average Facebook user can be exposed to over 2,500 updates a day right? Ain't nobody got time for that. So what you need to do is optimize it to say, okay, let's show you the stuff we think you care about. And that's what the algorithm does. But what Facebook's algorithm has done for the last like 10 years or something was intentionally deprioritize posts from pages. So their algorithm actively reduces the visibility of pages. And for years, they said it didn't. Uh, but then eventually, like five, six years ago, even longer, they came out and said, okay, yeah, we do reduce the visibility of pages. So I don't think it's a secret that Facebook doesn't give organic page posts the same exposure as other type of content. And so that's really what it comes down to. And I think the average organic reach now is under 1% on average for most pages. So you just do some basic math there. It's hard to get a good ROI when you're reaching so few people with your messages. So we've talked about the algorithm and we've talked about what's success on a Facebook campaign. What changes when you go into a different country or you go into a different culture? Because I know you've worked in numerous uh, geographies and I, I always get that question from folks who are like, oh, you just got back from a trip from South Africa. How much difference than it is in Canada or Australia? Or So what, what is, in your experience, is the, the big difference when you go into a different country or language? Yeah, the big things you have to be cognizant of, if you have paid, obviously the budgets are vastly different. If you think of what you would pay for reach or clicks in the U.S. versus Indonesia, for example, night and day difference there. Um, I think you also need to be really aware of the format that people are viewing your content on and the infrastructure. So what we see in a lot of developing countries, like if you take Indonesia, for example, most of the views are on mobile because the infrastructure for laptops and that just never developed. So you see that across the developing world, same in Africa. But then the other layer on top of that is the uh, mobile speeds that people have access to. So one of the basic tips of Facebook is create more video content which is true like in the US, Europe, developed countries. If you do that in a country with a poor, um, poor wireless infrastructure, the videos never load and play and you're wasting your budget. So the main thing really, I mean, the platform works the same way. Obviously you need to connect and understand your audience and their needs, but the biggest thing is optimizing your type of content for mobile speeds and the local consumption patterns. And on, uh, I, I remember when we first, uh, in our organization made the move to Australia and we're working in the Australian market, I had a, I had a sales manager reach out to me and say, can we change that text? Uh, and I'm like, well, it's in English, it should work. And they were, they were like, no, we don't talk like that here. Um, you know, it was more around the colloquial phrases. It is, you know, even if it's still English or even if it's still Spanish, there are those nuances. Is it localization is what we're calling it or... How have you experienced that? Yeah, so, you know, it's really interesting because Facebook makes it so easy to internationalize your business, right? You just literally check another country and there you go. But I think you need to make sure it's adapting to the local market needs. Plus, is your website experience in that native language? Is your product service in that native language, right? So, for example, you know, we sell online digital marketing training courses 
I could run, you know, we talk about Indonesia, I could run ads there, but all of our courses are in English. So unless I run English ads, I waste my money because my product and my website is going to be in English. Sure, you can Google Translate the website, but it's not going to be a good user experience at the end of the day. So I think I think businesses, in a way, it's easy to reach a global audience, but you do need that localization or some level of customization, or you could end up spending your budget not so wisely. Krista, um, in your bio, it talks about your global keynote speaking at industry conferences and you do corporate events, but you did allude to your online learning component. Tell us a little bit more about how our listeners might be able to uh, learn from you and the, the experience that you've had over the last 20 some odd years. Yeah. So, you know, I got into training, to be honest, because I really felt like, um, you know, there's agencies that can execute this stuff well for you and businesses need that. That's hugely important to rely on people with best practices. But as social media and digital is new, those best practices are still evolving, right? And so even practitioners need to be up to date, but also marketers and business owners, you need to know enough to make the right strategic decisions to assess if your money is being well spent. And so that's why I really got involved in training and capability building, because I feel like that's how businesses get better results. And I continuously find it frustrating when there's so many small things that can be done to grow results that people are just missing, right? So so that's why I love training. And we have a full online training program. So we offer certifications in digital marketing, social media, and SEO. And those are endorsed uh, by global accreditation bodies. And then we also have a full online library of over 30 classes, uh, which you can try it for free for five days at bootcampdigital.com slash AAP. It's called our All Access Pass. But really, you know, what we try and do is give people the practical skills to get results. So it's not just video training. We're going to give you a checklist. We're going to give you an implementation guide. We're going to give you what you need to actually do it properly because that's, that's how you actually grow your results. When I mentioned the large organizations that you've dealt with, I don't think the audience should take that as it's, you got to be Fortune 500 company to work with you. You work with everybody, even individual practitioners. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It's just no one's heard of them. So it doesn't sound so sexy to be like, and I've worked with 20 businesses you don't know. <laughs> well, we really appreciate your time today and the learnings that you've brought to our audience. And once again, if people want to reach out to you, we're going to put all of the uh, contact information in the show notes. And uh, Krista, thanks for joining us. I know it's afternoon there, so uh, enjoy your evening. But thanks for joining us here on the uh, Conquer Local podcast this week. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Well, I enjoyed speaking with Krista this week. It's interesting when you talk to somebody that definitely knows what they're talking about when it comes to various tactics that businesses should be using. And she talked about using those experiences and best practices, and it became the foundation of her training business. And then as she continued to go out and do that training, it became clear to her that she needed to write a book and then became that prolific author. But it, it didn't just happen overnight. I've talked to a number of different authors on this show over the years, and a lot of them have the same theme. They just finally did it. 
and then they wrote another book and then another book. It's just getting that first one written. I read something the other day. It was like, instead of talking about all the books you're reading, why don't you write one? Um, so it's just interesting that that was Krista's experience. And then we find a lot of these authors and the people that are out there doing on a day-to-day basis and professing these best practices, they have this online training component so that their audience can continue to grow. And it's, it's being able to leverage that repeatable place to go and find that content. Best practices, they change all the time. And what Krista is telling us in her organization and from her learnings that we need to keep up with that change. And it's the, the pace of change is only accelerating. So that's why we hear over and over again about lifelong learning and you need to continue to consume information so you can stay on the cutting edge. I did think that it was really interesting how organic reach on Facebook as it has grown with their user base, the, and more and more people are utilizing the platform, the organic reach has declined. And you could insert any platform into that message. And we need to be a little bit more um, innovative in the way that we're leveraging that platform. And she talks about the ad component and how you might be able to use that. And I think you just insert name of social media platform after that, because we, we have a history of watching these platforms as they evolve. Organic's great out of the gate today, but is it still great two or three years down? Um, you know, the other thing that I love and thank you to uh, Krista for bringing it up. Let's not fall in love with the treat of the week or the recent hack. It's usually that small item or those 10 or 15 small items that with discipline you continue to do and iterate on and maybe throw out the one that isn't working, but measure the small things that you're doing and see if they're getting you the outcome that you're looking for and not just falling in love with some bloody thing you saw online that might solve the problem in the short term, you know, that she was calling that a hack. I like to call it the treat of the week. We need to stick with the strategy and the plan, look at the measurements and see if it's getting us the outcome, and then make just the small little tweaks. The businesses that are doing that, the practitioners that are following that path are usually the most successful. And there you've heard it from another expert that uh, that is what she's professing to her audience. So Krista Nahur, the CEO and best-selling author at Bootcamp Digital and the author of those six different books. You can find them all online. Launch Yourself, Personal Branding, Digital Marketing, that actually works. I love that title. Social Media, A Strategic Approach, Visual Social Media Marketing, Visual Social Marketing for Dummies, and Social Media Field Guide, the one that started it all. Those are the works of Krista Naher, and we have all of them in the notes so that you can find them yourself. And we appreciate her joining us this week on the show to talk about all of those items that she's been working on over the 20-some-odd years of her experience. Krista Naher, our guest this week on the Conquer Local podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Guest Discovery by Jacob Soley. Marketing by Rory Lawford and Nicole Lozon. Produced by Brett Clarenbach. Executive Producers Brendan King, George Leith, and Colleen McGrath. Recorded at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.